I am thankful tonight for for the blood of Jesus. Amen. And I'm thankful tonight that that he is still working on me. To make me what? Well, no, but we could have fun with it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Come on, you guys got this. He is patient, and he's still working. Amen. And he has led us to this point where he's going to work on us some more. Do you want him to work on you? Because I, I believe he's going to tonight. I believe he's going to help us tonight. We're going to, we're going to st- start our new subtopic tonight. Equipped for the journey. And the subtopic is going to be a mouth of new fire. A mouth of new fire. Moses went back to Egypt with the understanding that the rod that was in his hand was not just a tool for shepherding anymore. It had become the rod of God. God told Moses that he would do great miracles through his hand and that he would also use his, exactly, his mouth. Moses wrestled with this at first because he was concerned about his voice not being able to speak well enough. Nobody in here struggles like that, do they? I see some honest folks in here. What about everybody else? Do you consider yourself eloquent in speech? Do you fumble over your words? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Do you stutter sometimes? Do you get words mixed up, messed up? Should have just shut up? (laughs) Well, at least you're honest there, brother. Well, I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable because for a moment there, I thought I was the only one. So at least I'm in a room full of people that are just like me. We struggle to say the right things and to know what to say. Amen. Because we are, uh, we're in a process and sometimes, sometimes we, 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 we don't know what to say. And we freeze when someone asks us a a question. And uh, I'm thankful that, that I know better than to trust myself. Moses said, what if they will not believe me or listen to what I say? And I, I can hear that same response from you and I, brother and sisters. Like, what if they will not listen to me with what I have to say? And then we, we stop ourselves before we even start. We're like, oh, I'm going to get it all messed up anyways. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to 
say the wrong thing and they're not going to like my approach and they're not going to like me and they're going to they're going to judge me and they're going to they're going to look at me funny they're going to call me crazy uh, psychotic jesus uh, person you know and that th- these are the things that i think we all wrestle with when we're trying to reach a lost and dying world is is we don't always know how to approach it and and uh, if we would rely on our ability, we would, we would make the wrong decision every time. But, but Moses had an understanding that I'm going back to Egypt now, and what I have in my hand is powerful, but I'm not sure about my mouth. Even after seeing the rod turn into a serpent and then back into a stick, and his hand becoming leprous and then restored his insecurities blocked out what God just showed him. Oh yeah, God, I know you just did that, but I can't talk. If God can make a stick a serpent and then change it back into a stick the moment I pick it up and make my hand leprous and then turn and restore it, why would I be worried about my mouth? Why would I be worried about uh, my words? God said, who made man's mouth? I want to read to you. Exodus 4 verses 11 and 12 in the message translation. God said, and who do you think made the human mouth? And who makes some mute, some deaf, some sighted, some blind? Isn't it I, God? So get going. I'll be right there with you with your mouth. I'll be right there to teach you what to say. We might have a confidence in what is in our hand, but we have to have that same confidence with God being able to fill our mouth with life-changing words. Once again, we see human inability as the excuse for not wanting to go where God wants to send. Even after watching miracles manifest before our eyes, the minute God says, I want to do that through your hands and mouth, oh no, God, you have the wrong person. I don't have the right personality. Do I have any... uh, Personality disorders in here. You raised your hand too soon, brother, so I had to. (laughs) Well, I'm just not, I'm not comfortable doing that. God didn't call us to be comfortable. I'm just speaking it uh, like I know. And I'm preaching to myself just like I'm preaching to everyone else here. There's something wrong if we're too comfortable. There's something wrong if we make excuses about why we can't do something. Come on, it's like we're torn in between uh, the new man and the old man. 
The old man makes excuses, but this new man, this new creation has more than he ever had before. And he still wants to hang on to old ways and still hang on to old mentalities and still make excuses. He said, God said, I knew you before you knew you had limitations. I had a purpose for you before you had the idea that you couldn't do it. When I called you, uh, it wasn't because you had everything all together and you had it all right. What God is telling us tonight, and I believe he's telling us Uh, he has been telling us this is that we will find our security when we take our thoughts off of self and place them on him what good is our altar what good is our ears what good is our mind our thoughts What good is our walk and what good is our hands if we are insecure about our mouth? We have been talking about what God can do through what is in our hands, but he is also looking to use our mouth. You can't just point people to truth. You got to speak to them. God, give us a mouth to do what? Communicate. And we've got to learn how to communicate, how awkward we feel when we do it. How uncomfortable it makes us feel. We've got to break through the cycles of complacency and apathy and blame it on something that's not the problem. The problem is, is our trust that God has our mouth. Our hands are instruments, but so is our mouth. And we must be willing to yield it to him. Exodus 8 and 12. And Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, and Moses cried unto the Lord because of the frogs which he had brought against Pharaoh. And verse uh, 31, and the Lord did according to the word of Moses. And he removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people. There remained not a one. Did you, did you catch what verse 31 said? The Lord did according to the word of Moses. At some point, Moses snapped out of it and just began to speak. 
as God filled his mouth and that's why all the Red Sea was parted and, 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 and Israel walked on dry ground is because there was a man that stepped into his role. He stepped into his calling and he began to trust God with his words and not just with what was in his hand. Moses wasn't hesitant to yield himself because of his inadequacies, but he did yield his mouth and it became an instrument of righteousness. Romans 6 and 13, neither yield or present ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield or, or present yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness of God. Some people have no difficulties Yielding their mouths to start fires that create casualties. I believe that it is important to point out when someone opens their mouth to, de to demolish and not build, that instrument is employed as unrighteous. We have to make sure our hands and mouth have the same employer. Part of this journey includes becoming cognizant of the power of our words and where they emerge from. You've got to understand where your words come from. We have to be on guard and we have to be cautious with our words. Not every word that comes into your mind needs to come out of your mouth. I think we all have to agree that this is real. Come on, only you are stuck inside of you all day long and you know what you say. Or what you shouldn't say. Or shouldn't be a part of. James 3 verses 2 through 10, tough chapter here. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. Any, any perfect men in here, uh, brothers and sisters, are you perfect tonight? Can you, can you, can you make sure you always say the right thing and, and you don't offend somebody by the words that come out of your mouth? Verse 3, behold, we put bits in the horse's mouths that they may obey us and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships which 
Uh, Though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. James is telling us that our littlest member can affect our whole body. Everybody point to your tongue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that thing there. You ever try to hold it and it's just too slippery? And you just, it just, it just, just slips right out of your hand. You know why? Because it's unruly. If, what James is also telling us is that if we can govern it, we alter our direction. Now that's powerful. If I can make sure I bridle my tongue, I can stay on course. Like horses and ships in these examples, the littlest member has the most power to navigate our vessel. How many times do we find ourselves in situations our mouth got us into? And then we start looking for exit signs. Okay, how do I get out of this one? What'd you do now, David? You ever had that pep talk with yourself? What are you going to do now? Good grief. That's right. There have been many occasions I have asked myself, How did I get myself here? I need to just keep my mouth shut. They say that curiosity killed the cat. That's basically being inquisitive about something I have no business getting involved in. What's that Kermit meme? Nothing to see here. I'm going to move along. None of my business. Come on, I think we, I think we ought to, to really receive this. There are some things we just need to walk away from and not take part in. It's one thing to be in a situation where God is using you to help navigate someone else's life, but there, is, there are just some things I don't need to hear. And I don't need that information swimming around in my head looking for a way to spill out. I must refrain if I can't contain. If I can't contain it, and it's just going to pour out and cause fires all over the place, then I've got to step away from it. I got to make sure I position myself away. I've got to eschew evil. I've got to run away from evil. Proverbs 10 and 19. In the multitude of words, there wanteth not sin, but he that refraineth his lips is wise. When I find myself in a situation I didn't ask to be included in, 
And the conversation starts moving into dangerous territory. Wisdom steps in and says, get out. You don't need to be in here. Where's the bridle? Get the bridle out. You've got to alter your direction. You've got to get back on the path. You're headed into dangerous waters. It's like being on a city bus and you, you know this is your stop. So you just reach for the long red pull cord and pull it like you don't want to miss the chance to get off. I got to get out right here while I still have a, a clarity of thoughts. While I still have the right thoughts. When I have that feeling like it's about to get real carnal, it's time to go. Come on, conversations at work, at school, with people who are ungodly. It's okay uh, to, to reach for, for people. It's okay to be friendly. It's okay to, to try to be a witness. But don't let them drag you into carnal conversations. Don't let them put you in an awkward place where you hear things you cannot get out of your mind. I don't need to know. I have to guard myself against the trash of the world because that's what it is, is trash. It'll come in trash, and it'll go out trash. And it'll defile you if you let it. You can make an impact without joining conversations you have no business being in. Proverbs 13, 2 and 3. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressors shall eat violence. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, but he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. Conversations with a bunch of me monsters always turn sour real fast. People trying to outdo each other uh, with their wicked behavior. Oh yeah, well I, I, I did more wickedness than you. Tongues that boast about wickedness. How many times have you heard? I've heard, I've, I've actually at, at one point in my life when I was backslidden and on my way to hell, that was my conversation. I've been more wicked than all of you. And I hear it even now. But oh, I thank God that my conversation is no longer like it used to be. I have changed it because there's a new creation. There's a new creation in me. And all glory and honor belongs to Jesus.
James 3 and 5, even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature and is set on fire of hell. Very strong implications pertaining to an unbridled tongue. An unbridled tongue starts fires that bring casualties, collateral damage. The mouth can create problems the hands can't fix. The mouth can cause disastrous and re reprehensible consequences. This little member can boast about great things. And when a person boasts about great things, there is a spirit at work. Revelation chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies and power was given unto him to continue 40 and two months and he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven there is an antichrist spirit at work and increasing in our world 1 John chapter 2 reveals to us that there are many antichrists. There is an agenda that wants to close the mouths of God's people or influence them to spread hellfire. We don't want you to open your mouth, but if you do, uh, let's gossip. Let's engage in carnal conference. Let's forget about Jesus for a while. Come on, let's talk about who you used to be. Remember when you used to have fun uh, with us? Remember? Remember those times that you, you, weren't so, you weren't so tight? You actually looked like you had joy back then. Come on, I think it's time that the church finds a fresh joy. A fresh excitement about being who we are. We shouldn't feel any less. We shouldn't feel like we're the tail. In one moment, hell can be manifest in your life. In one moment. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how much revelation you have. If you don't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how long that you've been following Jesus. If you don't learn to curb your mouth, you might end up speaking from a different kingdom. We find ourselves so easily 
talking about things that we shouldn't. But when God sends us to speak a word to somebody, we wonder if we can. Matthew 16, 21 through 23, from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art, not, thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Peter had revelation, but in one moment his words changed sides. He was given the keys, and then he was rebuked moments later. We've got to make sure. That we always know what side we're on. Yeah, that's right. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue. Well, I just tell a few white lies. Is there such a thing? Is it okay for Christians to lie? If we lie, God hates it. That's what he says. And hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. God hates it. Feet that be swift and running to mischief. God hates it. A false witness that speaketh lies. God hates it. And he that soweth discord among brethren. God hates Hates it. All of these things that God hates can be found in our old self and even in our new self as we transition to follow the leading of His Spirit. God robed Himself in flesh to blot out the handwriting that was against us, that was contrary to us, taking it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. He did this so we could step into this covenant with power of His Spirit, uh, helping us to make sure that we had what we needed to run from the things that God hates, and He hates Hell's voice. All of these things that God hates are characteristics that are ungodly and characteristics that should not be found in someone who has been born again. 
Now we'll mess up and we'll fall short, but you got to stop lying. And stop manipulating. And stop devising mischief. Oh, it's just a little. No, you got to learn to walk in the newness of life. You got to learn to walk into spiritual maturity. You've got to remove yourself from who you used to be and what you used to do, what you used to say, and what you were okay with. I've been in situations that the Spirit was like, get out, get out. And I got myself in there. But I learned. I learned. You know what my prayer has been? When I wake up in the morning, God, help me to cover my mouth. Help me to guard my mouth. Help me to guard my mind and protect my mind uh, through your spirit, God. Would you put a covering on me and help me, God, to refrain uh, from speaking uh, 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 discord, from speaking ill, for, for gossiping. It's not okay to gossip. But it's easy. It's easy. It's easy to just tell somebody's business. Unless you're guarding. You know what? I've been looking. I've been looking for words to avoid when people start speaking. That's how close we have to be. We have to look. No, no, I'm not going to listen to this and I'm not going to stick around. I'm not going to be rude. I'm not going to ruin my witness. But I, I would ruin my witness if I got involved. I'm saying all this is because God wants to use our mouth but we got to stop using it against him. And I'm not saying that you are doing that. I'm not saying any of, a, any of you are doing it. I'm just saying we've got to be cautious and aware at what comes out of our mouth. James 3 and 7, for every kind of beast and of the birds and of the serpents and of the things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. The sinful man's only hope is that he would yield his tongue to God so his spirit can tame his tongue. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. John the Baptist speaking here. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Your voice, your words used to be for hell. And now there's a new fire coming. And on the day of Pentecost, that fire fell. And they were given the gift of the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. As they yielded their tongue, God took control and he's began to speak through them. 
I'm telling you today, what you got in your life, you've got power and you've yielded your, your voice, your tongue uh, to God that he would uh, fill you with his spirit, but you've got to continually walk in it. You've got to let him lead you and you've got to let his spirit help you learn how to talk with Holy Ghost fire and not hellfire. Verse 9, therewith bless we got even, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed the blessing, blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. You gotta get rid of one of them. And how about let's get rid of cursing? The children of, and I'm closing here, the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And that's partly due to what they were doing with their mouth. Numbers 11 and 1, and when the people complained, what were they doing? They were complaining. With what? Their mouth. Come on. <laughs> complaining. It's not pleasing to him. In fact, it says it displeased the Lord. I think we all need a little lesson on complaining. That's another thing that's easy to do. And the Lord heard it, and his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. Numbers 14 and 29, I believe, Brother Bates, you, you uh, brought this out recently. Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness, and all that were numbered of you, according to your whole number, from 20 years old and upward, which have murmured against me. We can spend our life wandering and murmuring and never do anything for God and die in the wilderness. Or we can let his spirit work in our life, yield and tame our tongue so we can do things we didn't even know were possible through his spirit. Don't you know that God wants to do things in your life if you would yield your tongue and not rely on your ability and let God speak for you. Let him fill his, your mouth with his words. There will be transformation right before you. I believe wherever we go and have the power of God working in our lives, I Oh, we can be used to do what he desires to do. Let's stand. I've already told you tonight, I don't believe that, that any of you are, are just are, are blatant blatantly resisting God I came tonight to preach to everyone in the room including myself we're talking about being equipped for the journey and that means Our mouth is included.
our mouth is how this message is going to be shared. It's how your testimony is going to be shared. When God uses you to reach another human being, it will be through your mouth. And you don't want them to be confused by what they hear. You know, there have been times that I've prayed that God would just get me out of a situation because I ruined it. Because I've said the wrong things. witness but that means I've got to always be watching and looking for things that will try to destroy my witness and when I identify it I've got to remove myself from it There's only so many places that you can go to ask God to get you out of because you've ruined it. I thank God for for picking us up and putting us in different areas because we didn't do what was right. We didn't say what was right. But it's all of the process of learning how to let God bridle our tongue. When we talked about the bits and we talked about the helm that navigate our vessels, who who is navigating your vessel? Is it you or is it God? If God is navigating us, then the words that come out of our mouth will not bring offense Can we pray for a moment here and ask the Lord to help us make sure that we are doing what we need to do to yield our mouth for His use. Holy fire burn away If I- 
fire burn away my desire for anything that is not of you and is of me I want more mentioned it before, but some of the most powerful encounters uh, with the Lord and Him using me has been while talking to people. And I feel Him, I feel him take over in the conversation. And uh, I realize that I'm going to sit this one out. And I'm going to let him just move. And that's what he wants in every one of our lives. He wants to use you. He wants to use your voice. He wants to use your tongue to utter his words and his truth to people. And it will help them. It will change them. It will lead them to him. And, and, and we can't take any credit for it. I love you. I appreciate you. And uh, I'd like to be around you when I, when God uses you to speak to somebody. I would like to, I would love to see that. Amen. Let's come back uh, for our children's church uh, Sunday, and we're gonna let's remember to uh, to fast on Saturday for that service. Amen. I wonder. I want some young people to get the Holy Ghost, children to get the Holy Ghost. Just say one service on, on Sunday. Well, it's, it's going to be one continuous service on Sunday at noon. And don't forget to bring candy, um, individually wrapped, small pieces of candy for the candy rain and the egg hunt. All right, God bless you. You are dismissed in Jesus' name.